very much for, for joining us today. Um, really pleased to have you on the podcast. Um, we, I know we, we go way back, um, don't we? And I can't even remember to, to when now. Um, but I was really um, pleasantly surprised to see you at the... I saw you a few months ago at the Founders Fuck Ups event. Yeah. Um, which was amazing. Um, and you talked about some really interesting stuff that's going on at um, Vet AI. So I'm really keen to share that with our listeners. Um, so before we start, could you just give me um, and the listeners a bit of background, just a bit of context about how you kind of got to where you are today, a little bit about your journey, and then we can go into some more meaty stuff. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Sandra. Yeah, so my name's Paul Haller. I'm, I'm obviously the founder of Vet AI. Um, I've had ups and downs throughout my life in business, to be honest. And I started very young at 12, you know, I'm a market stuff. Wow. And I've evolved to... <laughs> To this position today, um, uh, running running Vet AI, but I guess I guess from about four or five years ago, I had quite a lot of experience in human healthcare and working with people like Ash Patel, uh, Sleep Cogney, and Richard Mills, and then uh, just realised that there was a huge opportunity in PET to digitally transform uh, an industry that actually needed transformation. It was yeah. in desperate need of transformation. So we set out what 2018, 2019 time to change, to change pet care. Right, fantastic, interesting. Um, so we'll, we'll go. On, we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail later on. But this year, um, I think what'd be really interesting is is um, obviously you've come from that at the age of twelve as having that real start up mindset, entrepreneur um, mindset from a leadership point of view. This year, twenty twenty three has been a particularly challenging year for most businesses and we were talking about this earlier and we were talking about um you know focus and the the, the, the different things that we you know each had to do to na- navigate ourselves throughout this year what's your um what's your take on that what advice would you give to our listeners and viewers mm. i guess this this um i guess when when there's always challenges there's opportunity so the way I look at it is even in those moments where, you know, businesses are struggling or there is a huge challenge in front of them, there's also a real opportunity to um, transform yourself or set yourself up for a new phase. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a mindset piece there on, you know, when those obstacles come to you as a, as a business owner, how you tackle them from a mindset perspective, you know. And so I think it has been a challenging year. Uh, for a lot of businesses you know the markets are very very different now costs are rising Um, and I think the funding landscape is changing and it has radically changed in the last two years to maybe what it has been uh, in the last decade previous to the two years so I think there is a lot to deal with as a as a a founder uh, in this point in time and what and how would you say you've dealt with that this year like you personally what would you what advice would you give to others that are in your situation that that could help them? Mm. Um, because I think it's I mean we're we're, we're towards the end of twenty twenty three now, and although things are getting better and looking more positive, there's still that uncertainty for twenty twenty four. Um, so I think it would be good to share what what's worked for you um this year and um what others could do moving into twenty twenty four. I think I think it's there's a really good habit. Of, of uh, any startup leader or any business owner, in my opinion, is to really focus on, mm-hmm. on, on what you're good at or focus on 
call number or something key um, to make sure that you uh, don't get distracted. I'd say that you know, from a funding perspective, um, it's changed because what may what you saw maybe between two thousand and ten and two thousand and twenty is a lot of investment going into high growth businesses, but it was almost high growth at all costs. Mm. Now what we've seen certainly um, over the last couple of years is a change towards sustainable businesses, you know, ones that make profit, you know, revenue generation. Actually, the, the, the basics of running a business is, you know, are cost, revenue and margin. And so to anyone that's running a business, I guess they should focus there a lot of the time and uh, and optimise those three things as much as they can. I, I liked that point around um, the distractions and the focus and distractions and, you know, um, we've 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 seen um, similar and experienced similar challenges this year, and um, I I really what stands out to me is I had a a board meeting a couple of months ago, um, and our advisor said you know always ask yourself if that is that next year you know future related or is this going to make an impact this what whatever it is that you're doing or in your diary is it going to make an impact mm. now short term, and if the answer to that is no, mm. then it delete it get it out of your diary um so and as i've been doing um a lot of that and i think that is you know it's a key point is that is that focus mm. um it's easy to boil the ocean isn't it and it, start doing trying to do bits of everything and i think what you do is you actually do a lot of things really badly yeah, uh, yeah. as a consequence and you just get lost don't mm. you get lost in that and then you get to a point where you're like who am i what am i doing where you know what where's my success is coming from mm. Absolutely. Um, so fundraising, um, as well, you talked about and the changes um, over the years, um, the challenges. Um, you know, we we um, we have quite a lot of listeners um, that are founders like yourself, startups um, across the UK and globally, um, and I think they'd be really interested to hear. We've we've had a few episodes this year where we've kind of touched upon the subject, but not really gone into any depth. Um, so it'd be really interesting if you're happy to share. Um, as openly and honestly as you, you can, obviously, I'm sure there's certain things that you won't be able to share. Um, but obviously, that's been a crucial part of your role for, I'm not sure how many years, but from what we were saying earlier, that you know it's been a crucial part of your role for a number of years now. What advice would you give to existing um, leaders or future leaders that are looking to go down that route? Because obviously, times have changed, and it might be good, actually, if you could... Give us an idea of um, you know how those times have changed and and what the focus needs to be when it comes to fundraising now versus mm. what it was. Um, I guess um, I've been through a number of different um, fundraisers with with SAI and yeah. uh, we are we're we're quite lucky with our investors and partners. Um, full stop, really. But I guess it's a challenge I mean fundraising is a challenge is the small minority of businesses do actually get funded full stop you know so it is, it is a challenge and I think the best way to do risk that is kind of what we've said before is focus is it's focus management you know vision markets all these sort of things that collide in a good deck with a good opportunity you know these type of uh, that mixture of things will excite an investor but yeah I'd, I'd say um it's very challenging 
uh, I would I would rehearse and practice almost that funding deck a number of times before we go live. In, you know, invest time in presenting mm-hmm. a deck that ultimately uh, does all the homework for your investor up front. Uh, so you're pitching your business through the lens of the investor. So you see it through their eyes. You understand what challenges they're going to come up with. Uh, and you almost position your, your business to address those challenges up front so they answer those questions. I think, I think that's um, almost like a tip I would give to anyone who's raising money. Um, I think as a, if I was an investor, I don't think there's anything worse than hearing 70 different things that are going on in the business. Mm. I think if you're sat uh, as an investor with a founder and you turn up to that meeting and you say, I want to move that number to that number and pause, I think that's far more powerful than um, rambling on about 50 yeah, so it's a load of waffle around the detail, mm, and they're just not interested. It's I mean, numbers, it numbers is numbers, focus. yeah. And I think it gets as you go through that journey, it becomes more and more commercially focused and numbers yeah. focused. If you want to try and, and ultimately, you know, it's about sustainability a business that's constantly needing to be funded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you ultimately aren't in control ever until you build a business that's sustainable and can stand on its own two feet. So my advice is just, you know, if we're building a business, it's often startups have a kind of mindset of build a startup, not a business. And I think my advice is focus on what makes money because mm-hmm. that will be backed, not the hype or an idea or, an idea or a vision necessarily unless, or, or, unless it's incredibly strong and, and has a kind of a, a hockey stick maybe later on down the line but it's risk again for a, for an investor who doesn't see where the revenue is coming from or um, doesn't see that kind of end date when they'll make a return because investors want to make a return yeah yeah absolutely like you say it goes back to that whole focus thing as well isn't it it's, mm. it's the numbers and what's what we're doing to make that money and hit those numbers as opposed to the kind of some of the more fluffy or strategic things that longer term that aren't going to impact that bottom line short term i mean we've we we we, we've been in exactly the place we've done too many things yeah Uh, i guess although it can be challenging you know when when our when our partners create that focus or help us focus more Mm -hmm. it it can create like that on a certain amount of uncertainty but actually what it's doing is making your business a better business so I've got quite a lot of respect for the, the the amount of focus we get from our from our shareholders. It helps us, I guess, build a better business for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And that I guess it prevents you from falling into that trap of being distracted by the fifty things that we were talking about before, mm. doesn't it? Um, and that pressure, because um, obviously with the funding, um, once that's been signed off, I should imagine there's a lot of you know eyes on you. That the pressure um, that goes in with it. I think it'd be good to um, talk through how you manage that. Or I don't know if you do manage it, um, you know, in your personal life and your well-being. Um, you know, the, particularly this year, last well, the last couple of years has been more and more of a focus towards health and well-being. Um, you know, work-life balance. 
how do you manage that? And you've got you've got three kids as well, are you? <laughs> so. mm. Yeah, I think um, I think post fundraising, there's always um, um, a kind of deep breath moment where mm. you know you 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 you've um, you've got through quite a significant milestone, which it is, but then you know it's about delivery and execution then you know and um i think as a start of business you're not going to get everything right and uh failure is part of the uh you know part of the the process but i think you've just got to go about things in in quite a focused and deliberate way and put everything you can into it uh and that normally will result in in improvements um, so I think I think there is a piece there that that's important about execution focused, delivery focused. A lot of talk. There's a lot of talk in businesses. There's, you can spend months in conversations about plans, but nothing's been executed. So I always think that the, you got to get on and do stuff, yeah. not talk about things. And that's what another, I guess, process post fundraising that you've got to get into that mindset. Is right. You, how are we going to get things done, mm. execution led? Um, so there's that it goes into that, and then really it's making sure that you're building the right cadence to consistently check in on those milestones as you move towards a, that that next milestone event, if you like. Yeah. So um, and you bring all stakeholders with you, so internal and ex- external. So everyone's invested in uh, the direction of travel. I think this is another common mistake where, and it's again, we've made these mistakes in the past, is external stakeholders, shareholders, even partners, they're not communicated with enough. So they're not, they're not up to speed with the business and, and therefore they're not as invested. Whereas if you build good communication lines in with uh, your internal external stakeholders, it means that they're part of the oxygen of the business. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a key, particularly in um, you know startup businesses, um, for all, but for all businesses is is bringing your people along with you um, and having them bought into that journey, um, and communication underpins all of that. Mm. But a lot of people get that wrong, um, so I'd be really interested actually because you you touched on a really good point there. But I'm gonna kick it back to you with another question: How do you guys get it right? How do you that as a leader of that business how do you get that right and what i don't think we get it perfect i don't think we get it um i think it's an evolving thing at least in a way i don't think we've got it perfectly right in fact i'd say we've still got a lot of work to do Mm um i think it's about because there's also communication if it's just noise is is, um, it's that empty communication. It's empty communication. Is it because so, there's no follow-through. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's action orientated again, and uh, we again we got some great people in our team, far more experienced than me, at building in. Uh, I guess the right types of communication channels. Uh, you know, we brought in quite a big product function into the business over the last 12, 12 months, mm-hmm. and these people running these parts of the business, they know they know how to build the cadence in. Uh, and do a brilliant job of it. So it's kind of upskilled me certainly on how to uh, communicate better. Okay. How often does the business hear and the people hear from you? Um, uh, over the last few months, less uh, because we've been in quite an intensive uh, period. 
previous to that, probably, you know, weekly, and uh, we do like a, a Wednesday uh, OKR type meeting with the, with the senior management team, mm. which I'm always part of. And we also do a monthly clinical meeting, uh, which is bringing our clinical team together, led by Sarah, mm. uh, our, one of our founders. Um, and she brings everyone together and discusses things that are maybe more personal as well, so it's not just business, it's understanding the people that we have team what would you um on this the journey that you've been on as a leader um what would you have done differently is the one thing that you would have you know because you said before you know we're not we communication it's not perfect but it's an always an evolving um thing and i think it's the same with with leadership and leading businesses it's you know no matter how many even if you've done that two or three times previously every business is different it's made up of it's different service or product it's different people um you know and i'm i'm a firm believer as well that um leadership is something that um leading people leading a business growing a business it's something that is constantly evolving and mm. always needs to be worked on it i don't think anyone could ever say that they've got that to a point where it's perfect mm. um so it'd be really interested um, to share a lesson that you've learned or a key challenge or something that you faced that you would have done differently and how you would have done that differently sorry i've just curved no, thrown you a curveball question in there no i think um i mean we've, we've we've got a very we've got a great team in the business i think um we've been quite deliberate about having a, a, a strong culture mm-hmm. although the culture shifts as you become a scale grow, up yeah so the challenges still exist. Um, we've got a great mission. Uh, so the why behind our business is really important. It connects everyone. Uh, you know why we why we exist, but we yeah. we know pet care is expensive. And, and I know that I've had a number of pets myself, and I still have. So it's ridiculous. <laughs> so we want to make more choice. We want to bring the price down, and we also want to spot the vets and the nurses and the industry as much as we can by bringing flexibility. Um, but we've also got to grow that business, you know, as well, and keep that focus um, while we do while we attack that mission. So I think um, one thing I've done differently. I think it. I mean, I would. Hindsight is a wonderful thing, but focus even more. Smart, smart targets more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think they're 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 probably the key things on this journey is. Uh, again, it calls back to focus. Yeah, yeah. And then I think communication as well. I think communication we're working on all the time, but it always could be better. So um, it's just something that we, we're trying to intentionally build all the time and evolve is the right type of communication at the right time with, with an agenda, with, with, with actions that we can all talk to. These are the types of things we're always trying to optimise and improve. We've done very well with... I think our investors are, are really great investors and supportive investors. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't change that. Um, they see the mission, they see why we exist and they want to support us. We've got very good partners. Now, I, I feel like we've got a lot, I feel like we're exactly where we need to be in a way for this moment. Yeah. Notwithstanding, we've got to do quite a big transformation to get to where we want to go next. 
where and can you share any of that? I was just gonna end on anything um, that you can share in terms of where where you're heading next. What what does twenty twenty four look like for the AI? Um, I think I, I know I've said the word a lot, Sandra, but uh, <laughs> it is gonna come down to focus. Yeah, it's gonna come down to it very very focused. I think six months ahead of us. Uh, but by the end of that six months, we're going to be a business that can definitely scale. Mm. And you're feeling, you're feeling good about that? You're feeling positive? I, f- I feel, I feel uh, that we, we've got a big challenge. Mm. But uh, I go back to the type of people we have in our, in our business and uh, all the, you know, those uh, challenges that we've overcome in the past. And I believe we, we can take this on um, two-footed. Very much for your time. Thanks for sharing all your insights and your experiences and challenges. Really appreciate it. And I think the the key thing, um, I'm going to mention it again. Um, and I, and it's something that I've been focusing on this year is that focus. Yeah. Um, particularly into 2024, although things are looking more positive. Um, I don't think the I don't think any of us are out of the woods just yet. Mm. Um, so big big focus for 24. Um, big push and uh, yeah thanks thanks again for coming on the podcast brilliant nice one thanks Andrea thank you you. cheers cheers